2 Kings chapter number 20. And I want to begin reading in verse number 1. When you're there, say Amen. Amen. The Bible said in 2 Kings chapter 20 and verse number 1. Now in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech ye thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came unto him saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days fifteen years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. I want to look at this few verses of scripture this morning and draw my thought now from verse number five. The Bible said uh, this, turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold I will heal thee on the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. If the Lord will help me this morning, and I need you to Listen, because I, I know without a shadow of one doubt in my mind, it's not just one, uh, but if, if, if it's for anybody, I think Miss Megan needs to hear it, uh, but it's not just for her. Listen to me. It's for you and you and you. It's for all of us. I want to preach on this thought. How to see God turn things around. How you can see God turn things around. Pray with me and for me, please. Father, we love you. God, we thank you. Lord, for the opportunity, uh, Lord, to be in your house. Lord, we thank you this morning, uh, God, that uh, you'd allow us one more chance to come before you in your house, in your presence with your people. Now, Lord, here I stand, God. Lord, this is the most important place on the planet. Uh, Lord, this morning where I stand. And God, I feel so uh, undeserving. And uh, Lord, I, I'm incapable. And Lord, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good enough and qualified enough. But Lord, you are. And God, you called me. So Lord, God, if you call me, Lord, I'm trusting you, Lord, to use me and preach two men through me this morning. Give me an unction from Almighty God. Lord, anoint me with the Holy Spirit. And God, help us to preach what thus saith the Word of God. 
Lord, I'm looking at people who need help this morning. And God, you're our only hope and only source of help. So please help my people. And for what you do, I'll thank you now. In Jesus' name and all of God's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated by way of introduction this morning. May I say, it is here in our text where we begin to read about a king named Hezekiah. If you know anything about the nation of Israel, you know this, there were a lot of bad men who ruled in the kingdoms and in the kingship in the nation of Israel. May I say among the nation of Israel, there were two kingdoms. The Bible says there was a northern kingdom and there was a southern kingdom. And in the northern kingdom, all the men who were kings were bad men and were bad kings. And in the southern kingdom, the majority of the kings were bad kings and bad men. But there were a few. There were a few in the southern kingdom that were good men. They were good godly men and good kings. May I say the quickest way to categorize a good king from a bad king. Are you ready? This is we're going to be real deep. So hold on. to Buckle up now. If you want to know how to categorize a good king from a bad king, here's how you do it. You can look at them and say this. You can say a king was bad if he did bad things. And you can say a king was good if he did good things. It's that simple this morning. May I say if you want to leave a legacy of being a good Christian, you're going to have to live a good Christian life. I know that's so confounding and so so deep in today's ideology of Christianity, but I'm going to be honest with you and tell you the truth. You can't live however you want and expect God to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You don't get called good for being bad, and you won't get called bad if you're being good. Help me somebody. King Hezekiah was a good king because he was a godly man. He had a goodly life. He was a good moral Christian individual. May I say if you want to leave a legacy of being a bad Christian, all you got to do is live for yourself. You don't have to live for the devil. Can I say you don't have to cut yourself and sacrifice animals on a satanic altar to be a bad man or a bad woman. All you've got to do is live for you, friend. You get yourself in enough trouble. Can I say this morning, the problem with the modern day average Christian is not a grip or or a snare or a trap that the devil's placed them in. But the problem in today's generation of Christianity is there's no consecration and there's no separation and it's filled, our churches are filled with men and women of carnality. Men and women who live only for themselves. That's the problem in the church today. But my friend, if you want to live a legacy of being a good Christian man or a good Christian woman, all you've got to do is live consecrated, live sanctified and holy. Say no to yourself. Help me somebody. Say no to your will. Say no to your ideology. Say no to your philosophy. Say no to your theology. Help me somebody.
somebody and just say, all right, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Can I say that's what King Hezekiah has done? That's exactly how we approach this decision of Hezekiah's kingship. He was a ruler who lived right before God. May I say whether or not you turn out good or bad is all on you. We're living in the blame game generation, ain't you? Ain't you? Would somebody agree with me? It ain't never our fault. Help me somebody. Well, I would go to church faithfully preacher, but you know how it is. All them hypocrites down there. Look up in here, neighbor. I'm going to tell you something this morning. All them hypocrites down there at the church, they're at McDonald's and they're at Walmart and they're everywhere else that don't stop you from going there. Hey, hear me and hear me well. I'd rather go to church with a hypocrite as I would go to hell with one. I'd rather stand flat-footed in the church with a bunch of hypocrites as I would die lost and go to hell with them. My friend, we need somebody to rise up in a day and age that it's not popular and live a life like King Hezekiah lived and stand firm on the truth of God's Word. Hezekiah's a good king, man. He's a good king. It was under the kingship of Hezekiah that Israel experienced great revival. It was under his rule and reign. Hezekiah did things right. He worshiped right. Hezekiah was a king, brother Chris, that took all the little false gods and all the idols and that made Israel do away with them. And he was he was the follower of God, at the one that was at the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But may I say this morning, and we're getting into our thoughts, despite. King Hezekiah living a good Christian life and despite King Hezekiah being a good godly king and despite King Hezekiah ruling in such a way that honored God in both avenues of his private life and his public life here we find ourselves in 2 Kings chapter number 20 and Hezekiah the good king the good man and the good Christian has received some bad news uh, can I say this morning just because you're I'm, I'm going to go all over I'm going to go against everything uh, that Joe says uh, in Houston are you listening Joe Osteen uh, he says well today's your day friend I got news for you today might not be your day uh, if you'll do this and serve God uh, that you'll have plenty of sin you'll prosper you may lose everything Job did uh, but my friend listen to me you can have it all right and still get some bad news news. Hezekiah's a good man, but he gets word from the preacher. Some of y'all get mad at me at my messages. You should have felt King Hezekiah and how he felt that day. Here he is sitting in his uh, sitting in his bed dreaming the temple. Now he's sick. Verse number one lets us know he's sick. He may even be bound to his bed. And here comes the man of God. That boy, what an encouraging word uh, that Hezekiah is looking forward to. Isaiah's not just his preacher. He's his physician. Isaiah's the one that's caring for him both physically and spiritually, Brother Chris. And here comes Isaiah. Oh, King Hezekiah's been having a bad day. He's not feeling the best. And here comes the door opening. And here steps in the man of God, Isaiah. You better know Hezekiah's like, thank God. Boy, I'm feeling rough today. I need a good word from God. And he says, all right, preacher, you heard from God? Yes, sir, I have. You got 
something you don't gonna tell me today that God told you to say? Yes, sir. King Hezekiah, I do. All right. Get my Bible, servants. I, I, I want to open up and see where he's going to read from. And Isaiah said, well, he said, I've got a message. I know it's going to be hard to believe, but it's short, it's sweet, and it's to the point. He said, I, I, well, Isaiah, I'm ready for some preaching. He said, this is all God's given me to say. He said, all right, what's he told you? He said, God said, King Hezekiah, that to set your house in order because you will die. And he closes his Bible and he begins to walk out at the castle there, if you will, the palace uh, where the king is on his bed. Now listen to me folks, uh, I don't know about you but if there's ever been a discouraging word preached, uh, it had to be that one. How would you like for God to send you a preacher in your dying days, uh, on your deathbed when you need hope and help and healing and here's all he had to say, you better get everything tidied up. You'd better make sure your wheel's right. You'd better make sure all your affairs are taken care of. Set your house in order because here's the good news from God. You are fixing to die. Uh, may I say y'all, uh, some of y'all couldn't handle that. Uh, my soul, I don't know that I could handle that that day. Uh, what a word from God. Here's a king who's in the minority when you evaluate all the other kings Israel had had. Yeah, king Hezekiah is a good king. He's ruled in a good way. He's lived a good life. But now on this day, he receives some bad news. God sends word to get his house in order. Meaning you better go ahead and make your funeral arrangements. You're fixing to die. How many of y'all would agree with me that when God says something, it is what it is. May I say God don't just talk off his head and out of his head. How many of y'all would agree that you say something sometimes uh, you don't necessarily mean? But that's not how God operates, friend. Uh, when God sends word to Hezekiah that he's going to die, guess what? He's going to die. And Hezekiah knows uh, that God says what he means uh, and he means what he says. Uh, but my friend, it's here in our text. Uh, uh, what he says uh, is that Hezekiah is going to die. Uh, may I say the word of God is the final authority. The word of God in the life of King Hezekiah is the final authority. Brother Chris, when God says something in His word, listen to me now. There's nobody to appeal to. You can't get a second opinion. God's word is true. Whether you like it, lump it, jump it, or bump it, friend. What it says is true through and through. Hezekiah, he could have became bitter and he could have became angry. He could have became discouraged and got cold. He could have became rebellious and prideful. But what King Hezekiah does next uh, proves yet again that Hezekiah is a real Christian. He's a real man of God. He's a real lover of God. Uh, may I say King Hezekiah don't get mad at the preacher. By the way, all, Heze uh, all Isaiah was was the mailman. It amazes me how y'all, uh, everybody gets mad at the preacher friend. Listen to me. If you don't like what the Bible says, don't take it up with me. I didn't write it. I'm 
just a mailman. Uh, my friend, when God shows up and starts plowing in your tater patch, uh, don't get mad. Hey, thank God that he's still interested enough in you uh, and in your life, friend, uh, to come by and convict you uh, and challenge you and change you uh, for his honor and his glory. Hezekiah gets a word from Isaiah, the man of God. The only thing he can do is take it. Can I say this morning, Hezekiah could have responded so much differently than he did. But what does he do? Y'all read it with me? Isaiah comes by and says, God said, get your house in order. You're fixing to die. In verse number 2, the Bible said, then... Hadn't hardly got out of Isaiah's mouth. And King Hezekiah responds. And listen to me. Here's a perfect illustration of how to respond when trouble comes your way. Are you listening to me? Let me tell you something. You may not have no trouble right now, but friend, God may be preparing you for midnight tonight. You may not have no trouble today, but you might tomorrow. You may not have much this year, uh, but 2022 coming up, if God don't come back and get us out here, it may be the hardest year of your life. Friend, listen to me. Uh, them old timers used to preach it like this, and it's right. You're either in a storm, you just came out of one, or you're fixing to walk into one. Uh, my friend, you've got to be ready uh, for when troublesome times come and bad news is delivered. You've got to know how to respond in a righteous way. That's exactly what King Hezekiah does. Isaiah gives him the worst news he's ever got. Get your house in order. Say bye to your children, your wife, and all your family and friends. Tell them bye and you love them. God said you're going to die. Hezekiah knew if God said it, that's what it's going to be. Verse number two, the Bible said, then... Right then, he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying. Here in our text, this is exactly what's taking place. May I say before Isaiah can even make it out of the building into the middle court, God turns him around. Look with me in verse number 5. Hezekiah is praying in verse 2. And in verse 3. Verse number 4. And it came to pass afore or before. Isaiah was gone out to the middle court. But the word of the Lord came to him saying, Turn again. Isaiah, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get your suit and tie on. Go down there to the bedside of King Hezekiah. And tell him you've got a word from me. Alright Lord, I can do that. What's the word? Here's the word. You're going to tell him to get his house in order. Because he's fixing to die. Yes, sir. We'll do it. Isaiah gets up, puts his preaching clothes on, puts his Bible under his arm, uh, and goes down there up to the bedside of Hezekiah. And he said, King, I've got a word from God. All right, preacher, what is it? Hey, you've got to set your house in order because you're going to die. In Jesus' name, amen. And he turns around and walks out and immediately following the word of God. Hezekiah, don't get mad at the preacher. Hezekiah, don't deal.
disagree with the preacher. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'm thinking, if God told me that, I, I, I might say, hold on a minute. I don't think you got the right message for the day. Help me, somebody. I've been accused of that before. I don't know if God really told him to preach on that or not today. You know why you feel that way? Because sometimes God does give a word and it is for you and it's not the one you want to hear but it's the one God needs you to hear. And my friend, you're going to die. Hezekiah, and he puts his Bible back under his arm. He situation than this one. God done said something's going to happen. It's one thing if the doctor says something's going to happen. That's bad, ain't it? That's bad when the doctor says you've only got six months to live. But listen to me, it'd mean a whole lot more if God Himself said you've only got six months to live. We know this and doctors could be right or wrong. They could give you too much time or not enough. 
We know this, that the best counselors, judges, and princes and kings and president, oh, I mean, man's wisdom only goes so far. But my friend, when God says something, that's what He means to say. You talk about impossible situation. But God, Hezekiah seen God turn things around. Now I'm going to ask you a question and we're going to move on. How many of y'all are living a life that you need God to turn some things around for you? Maybe the situation can't change. That's just done come and gone. But the way that you respond to your trouble is going to dictate how you come out of your trouble. Is anybody listening to me? I'm helping you this morning if you'll let me. The way you respond, not five months down the road. Listen to me, this mentality of I'm going to throw a fit later and I'm going to throw a fit now and apologize for it later, that ain't going to work for you. How you respond to bad news, how you respond to bad situations, how you respond to bad circumstances and bad storms immediately will dictate how you get through those storms and how you get through that news and how you go through the valley. Listen to me this morning. Hezekiah gives us a perfect example of how to see God turn things around. I want to look at that this morning if I could. Number one, I want you to see Hezekiah's immediate response. I'm hurrying. Hezekiah's immediate response. Look at verse number 2 with me. Been preaching 23 minutes, so hold on. Hezekiah's immediate response. Look at verse 2. The Bible said, then. Right then. Then. Turned his face to the wall. Let me say, number one, we see in verse one, uh, he gets the bad news. And immediately after receiving this news, he responds to the news. Listen, by the way, sometimes God will give us a space of grace to respond. But other times, God is going to put us in a situation. Once we receive news, we must respond to that. We ain't always going to have six months to figure it out. You've got to be ready during the time when trouble comes right then. you are going to respond to it. May I say this first step is the biggest step for how you respond immediately after things go south in your life will often dictate how that same thing turns out for you down the road. So many Christians wake up one day and get bad news and immediately they respond the wrong way. But Hezekiah gives a perfect example of how we ought to respond at the difficult times in an immediate response. I want you to see a few things in his response. Number one, I want you to see the priority of his response. The Bible said then. That means right then. The priority. My friend Hezekiah wastes no time grumbling or complaining. Hezekiah wastes no time throwing a fit and a temper tantrum or looking for a pity party. Hezekiah does not waste time but instead immediately after getting the bad news Hezekiah goes to God in prayer the priority of his response verse number one tells us that Hezekiah was sick unto death verse number one he's already sick may I remind you that he's the king brother Chris he's the king ain't nobody got good better doctors than Hezekiah had 
Ain't nobody got wiser men to counsel him than Hezekiah. He had access to all the greatest resources. Are you following me? Some of y'all are going to need this before you think you're going to need it. Don't daze off. You're going to hit trouble and think, what do I do now? I'm trying to tell you. Immediate response. Within that uh, immediate response, we see the priority of his response. Where's the first place he goes? He goes to God in prayer. Now listen, he's already sick. The man of God's told him, get your house in order because the sickness is fixing to kill you like that. Some of y'all, instead of immediately calling on God, would say, get the doctor! Where's my nurse? Get the nurses. Get my doctor. He said, I'm going to die. I need you to do something. Not Hezekiah. Well, go, go get my counselors. I don't know what to think or how to feel. I need somebody to help me. He didn't call for the counselors. He didn't call for the servants. He didn't call for the security. He didn't call for nobody but God. The priority of his response. Hezekiah could have called in any of those men. After all, Isaiah did just tell him to set his house in order. I mean, listen to me. Isaiah tells him, Brother Chris... Set your house in order. You're going to die. But listen, he don't contact the lawyer to get his will figured out. Come on, somebody. What are you going to do when the doctor walks in and says, you better get everything tidied up, get your affairs taken care of, set your house in order, you ain't going to live much longer. First, first thing a lot of people would have done would have called their eldest child. Here's what I want. I've done got news. I'm not going to make it. So here's what I want you to do. Yeah. Isaiah told him to set his house in order. But before he even starts dealing with his world, he enters another world. Before he calls his children, before he calls in the doctors, before they call in the family, thank God. Hey, when he couldn't get a hold of nobody else, he could get a hold of God. He called on the one that he knew could help him in his time of trouble. He was more concerned with talking to God than he was getting his house set in order, getting his affairs squared away. My friend, if you're ever going to see God turn things around in your life, you've got to stop making making God a last resort and make Him the first resort. Why is it we look for help in everybody and everything and then when all that lets us down, then we go to God. Why in the world don't you start with the one that can help you? I'm here for you. Told Miss Megan, I'm here for you. I love you. If I can do anything, let me know. But friend, at 3 o'clock in the morning, when she goes to bed tonight, she's laying there, I'm not going to be able to help her. But glory to God, He's still available. You can call on the one who will help you in your time of trouble. How will you respond? Make Him a priority. The doctors could only do so much. Counselors can only advise and counsel so much. Servants can only care so much. But my friend, Hezekiah knew that God could do the impossible. That God could reverse the irreversible. That God could change the unchangeable. Therefore, he prioritized his response to be made with God. Hey, I'm going to say this this morning. If God's not your first priority, he's of no priority at all. Come on now. God's a jealous God. He don't take second place. 
You put him in second, you might as well put him at the bottom. He don't want your second. He don't listen. Somebody ought to help me preach today. I mean, I'm only been going for 30 minutes. Listen to me. He don't want your second. He don't want your third. He don't want your fourth or your fifth. He wants to be number uno one in your life. You've got to make it a priority. Hey, when things go wrong, listen to me. I'm helping you. When things go wrong, go to the only one that can help you in a time of trouble. Priority of his response. Priority of his response. He, he can help you this morning. May I remind you what the Bible says? Probably won't get through this all this morning. The Bible still says in Psalms 27 9, Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Psalms 33, 20, Our soul waited for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalms 40, 17, But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying, O my God. Psalms 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Psalms 63, 7, Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Psalms 121, 1 and 2, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord there ain't nobody can help you like he can help you and if you don't think you need his help you just wait there's something coming in your life that only God's going to be able to help you through listen to me it's going to pay you a whole lot better if you're walking and talking and loving with Him and loving on Him and He's loving on you now then, then trying to get all that squared away when trouble hits. You know why Hezekiah could go immediately to Him and just start talking about the problem? Because he didn't have to try to get right with God for the past six months. Some of y'all got to repent for two hours before you can ever make a request. Tell me somebody. That's why it's important to live the way you ought to live now so when trouble comes unexpectedly, there's nothing between you and God and He can be your priority. A lot of people don't make God as a priority because God's not been a priority all along and they know that if they were to call on God, they'd have to get right with Him before they could ever request from Him and they're not willing to say no to themselves. That's why they go on the preacher and the deacon and everybody in the church and listen, I'm for helping one another. But at the end of the day, you ought to be able to stand boldly in the throne room and call upon God for there is one God and one mediator between God and men it's the man Christ Jesus our Lord if you're not right with God it's going to be hard to make a request to him but Hezekiah could make a request because he was right his priorities were right secondly within this immediate response not only do we find the priority of the response but secondly we find the privacy I need you to hear this one I need you to hear this one we find the privacy of his response Look at verse 2. The Bible said, then, that's the priority, he turned his face to the wall. He turned his face to the wall. Some believe he was so sick that he was bed bound he couldn't get up and go away privately. So, Brother Carlos, he did all he could do to have a private 
intimate moment with God, and that was by turning his face to the wall. The private, we see the priority of his response. He don't, he don't get on Facebook. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you. I want God to turn things around. Quit posting on Facebook and start going to heaven. Come on, somebody. I'm just going to be real with you. Some of y'all done mad anyhow. So I might as well take a step further. I'm just going to be real with you. 99.9% of people that say praying ain't praying no way. Amen. That's exactly right. They say it to clear their conscience and you believe it to clear yours. But in reality, they know they ain't going to pray. And in reality, you don't trust that they are praying. Amen. So listen. Good thing about prayer. God's made it to where it can be anything. That's right. I'm glad. Listen, listen, I don't have to go to the priest. I don't have to go to the Pope. Somebody help me. You don't have to go to the Pope. Come on, somebody. Come on. So don't bet on me. Ain't no on the Pope. But thank God there is a direct line. That old couple of churches used to pull and sing about he's on the he's on the main line. Praise God. I mean, he's still on the main line. request as, as quick as he prayed God responded that tells you how good he really was living how good his life was being lived for God it wasn't just words Hezekiah was a good king no he was or he wouldn't have got through help me somebody help me somebody the privacy of his response notice what he does he turns his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord may I say this listen to me not every problem needs to be a public problem not every problem needs to be a public problem I'm going to go a step further really in reality none of our problems have to be a public problem I'm just going to be go a step further. None of your problems have to be a public problem. We have become, this is this is the this is the status sharing commenting uh, you know copy and pasting generation. What we've done to ourselves is we have made Facebook and social media our first go to. Come on, somebody. Look up. It ain't time to pray. Trouble comes your way first thing you do. Go digging for your phone. And God's sitting there going, what is all these people going to do back? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. First thing we do, we get the bad news that grandma's got stage four cancer is we get our cell phones out and we get on and start texting and call. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with sharing your burdens. Listen, I ain't saying that. But the first thing we do is make our problem public. Yeah, yeah. You want God to turn things around? 
Don't make them cry. He didn't go, listen to me. He could have he made a big deal out of this. Yeah. Isaiah just come and said, all right, Hezekiah, but you have to worry you're going to die. Okay? God bless you. Love you in the Lord. See you on the other side. Good, good day. <laughs> you know what he could have done? What's wrong, with King? You know, whatever I the king was off him, right? He had everybody's attention. Yeah. Even if he wasn't sick, he was the king. All eyes were on Hezekiah. You know what he could have said? Bring them in, boys. I have a Here come the security team. Here come the servants. Here come the counselors. And here come the entertainers. And here come the cooks. And here comes the servants and the waiters. And here comes all. Here comes the physicians, the doctors, and the nurse. He had them all there. And he could have said, I've received word from the Lord. I'm not going to make a long he told me to set my house in order that I was going to die. So if you all would please remember me. Are you following me? Amen. And everybody would have shed a tear and said, Oh, yes, King. We'll pray now. You know what he did? They was all looking at him, Brother John. Just like y'all looking at me. Isaiah says, Get your house in order you're going to die. He's the king. Everybody's attention. He already had Instead of looking out there, you know what he did? Oh, yes. He said, God. Thank you, Lord. That's good preaching, man. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He said, Oh, God. Amen. It's me again. It's a tie, Lord. Look at verse number three. Verse number three said, I beseech thee, O Lord. I beseech thee, O Lord. I beseech thee. I beg you, God. I, I beseech you, God. He didn't take time to make it public. He went straight to God in time. You want to know why you can't see God and turn things around? Because you, 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 all you do is take it to the public and sometimes you never go to them in private. But then other times you make public priority over private. Let me tell you something. If you really want God to help you, you need to start off with Him. Amen. You know what you're going to find? If you'll start off in the right place, you won't have to go to everybody else because God is just liable to turn things around for you before the preacher can make it out the door. God turned it around like that. God wouldn't have done it, Chris. He made all his problems public. Right. He's still doing our whining crying, crying about the bad news he got. And, but instead, God done turned it all around for him before the preacher could even get back in his Chevrolet truck. He swam by the drive through song. I'm hungry. Before he could even do all that, God done turned things around. Amen. I'm going to stop right here this morning. I ain't even halfway. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave you sitting on the edge of your seat. Are you listening? Amen. You've only got one part of a bunch of part messages. A message. You really want God to preach? I'm going through something right now. I need God to turn me around. Amen. I'm telling you, you can, do, you can see it. Right. Thank you, Lord. We've seen God turn some things around. Yeah. We've seen 
When you say, I say, hey, he's not going to do much in front of me for me. Amen. He done, he done answered too many prayers. He done brought back too many prodigals. He done saved too many and all not get not saved. He's done called too many and all not got called. He's had, he's done turned things around up to me. I just believe he'll do it again. He'll do it again. But you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to respond the right way. Number one, we've seen the priority of response. Number two, we've seen the privacy. Let's all stand. Come back tonight. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here. Thank you, God, for the privilege that it is to serve you in these last days. I pray, dear God, Lord, that you'd bless this invitation. God, may we respond now to the Word of God. Lord, no doubt there's people here that they need you to work in their life and turn some things around. May we do these first two things. And God, continue to speak to our hearts tonight on this subject. For what you do, we'll thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.